This Bee Podcast Network show is presented by IXL. Loved and trusted by more than 1 million teachers, IXL enhances your teaching and takes work off your plate so you can make an even bigger impact on your students. Yeah, IXL delivers personalized learning across a comprehensive pre-K-12 curriculum, including math, language arts, science, and social studies, and helps you assess student performance through actionable, real-time insights. Strengthen daily instruction, close knowledge gaps quickly, and set every student up for success. Want to bring IXL to your school? Learn more at IXL.com forward slash B. That's IXL.com forward slash B-E. We're proud to be sponsored by MyFlex Learning. MyFlex Learning is a scheduling platform that helps middle and high schools meet the individual needs of all students. Schools can easily create and manage time for FlexBlocks. Win time, activity periods, RTI, counselor and teacher appointments, and much more. And with its built-in accountability tool and reporting features, MyFlex Learning solves your challenges around getting kids where they need to be and understanding how flex time is spent. Yeah, make your flex time work for you. Visit MyFlexLearning.com slash BE to learn more and receive $500 off the first year. That's MyFlexLearning.com slash BE. Edutech Guys Radio, radio radio.edutechguys.com. The opinions expressed on the site this program for those of participants are not intended to and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of any specific educational entity, sponsor, company, state, or government agency. Hello and welcome. There we go. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Edutech Guys Radio. I am David coming to you from Hope, Arkansas, and we will attempt to see if we can get Jeff to come in from San Antonio. He's having a bit of a connection issue, so we'll see how that goes. Thank you guys so much for uh, tuning in and listening to radio.edutechguys.com. You can catch us online at edutechguys on Twitter, and as we like to say, you can Google us, and you'll find us. We're out there. One moment. All right, there we go. Sorry about that. <laughs> We're having all kinds of technology fun and not so technology fun. Uh, anyhow, um, again, find us at EduTechGuys uh, on Twitter. You can also follow along with hashtag ETGChat. Uh, if you are following along on radio.edutechguys.com, you can uh, sign in and uh, we will uh, be monitoring the chat. Uh, along with that, generally speaking, we have the good doc with us, and uh, hopefully he is out there monitoring things and checking out what is happening. Um, on today's show, we are going to have one of our favorite and most frequent guests, Ginger Lumen, and uh, she's actually got a guest with her, so <laughs> um, I think that's, um, that's it's kind of like subleasing. We're, we're subleasing guests or something. So there we go. We're going to have a show within a show within a show. There you go. It's going to be awesome. Um, Teddy Perez is going to be with her and actually is is with her, not going to be, but is with her. And uh, they'll be joining us uh, shortly. We're, we're going to be talking about PBL, what it is, what it isn't, and what it looks like on the student side of things. Uh, we'll get into that in just a little bit. We'll also have music from Stuart Harding, the Google tip of the week, and more. That's up here on EduTech Guys today. Um, before we uh, get uh, to uh, hang out with um, Ginger and Katie, um, one of the things that uh, we didn't get to talk, to, talk about uh, last week because um, the, just the way the timing was. Uh, last week, I was actually over at um, Southern Arkansas University in Magnolia, Arkansas, and we were doing live coverage from their first ever robotics exhibition. And so there were students from K-12 schools from uh, really all around um, the, uh, the area, um, the tri-state area. There were some from Texas. I think there were some from Louisiana. Lots of folks from uh, Arkansas. And essentially, they had a chance to kind of get together. And, and some schools already have robotics programs in place. Some schools do not have any kind of um, robotics program in place. And so this was a chance for the schools that already have a program to showcase some of the really cool things they were doing. And then it also gave um, 
a chance for those schools who don't have that to talk to those students, work with those students, and just kind of play around with different things. They got to play around with VEX kits. Uh, they had a, a CODA pillar, which is, is, a, is an elementary level um, coding device, for lack of a better description. Essentially, it's got these different segments that you can code, and you put them together, and they'll do what you tell them as it travels around the floor and um that was actually <laughs> that was actually pretty cool <laughs> it may be elementary but let me tell you it brings out the kid and everybody um they also had uh lego mindstorms um one of the really neat things was they, they had two teams there one from texas and the other and they're going to kill me if i get this wrong but i believe they were a group from horatio and uh, they actually participate competitively and have for several years and they both had these huge floor displays in place and they were demonstrating uh, the vortex challenge and basically the way that works is that um, they had they had to design robots that could scoop balls off of the ground and then catapult them through hoops for lack of a better description that's not exactly right oh they were almost like into baskets kind of um, but it was very very cool and they let any students that wanted to to come up and and control the robots and they talked about the program involved and and all of the the pieces and parts behind the scenes that made all that happen and it was so so very cool a lot of um it was very the whole the whole experience was very open very um everybody was willing to share and talk about uh, what they did and, and how they do it. And it was all very, very cool. Um, and if you miss that, uh, then you can actually go out to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash edutechguys. And there is a playlist for the SAU robotics interviews. And um, you can uh, check those out. Uh, we've divided those up basically by, uh, well, I guess by school, for lack of a better description. Um, but, uh, yeah, so very, very cool stuff going on there, and um, we appreciate uh, SAU for inviting us down and, and letting us do that kind of thing, um, provide that live coverage for their event, and as we mentioned last week, we did talk about going to Fetsi. And um, so we've been to several conferences. That's one of the things that we do here at EduTech Guys. In fact, really above everything else that we do, that's one of our, well, that's not one of, that is the favorite thing um, that we do is go out to conferences, especially education conferences, and set up the table and throw the mics down and say, here it is. Let's get folks to come in and share their stories, talk about what they're doing, and get the word out. Um, a lot of times we don't, toot our own horn and this is a way to do that without bragging although you know sometimes it's bragging and sometimes it's okay to brag yeah it is what it is you know so there you go um it's a way one of one of my uh favorite expressions that um kevin honeycutt uses is snow global how you know everything stays within the the your district borders you write your own little snow globe and and it stays there but you know why not break through that and make it go global and we're hoping that that's kind of one of the things that we're offering by offering these live event coverage uh, podcasts so if your district is having an event or if you are the host of an education conference or event and want to reach out to us head over to edutechguys.com fill out the form and uh, we will get in touch with you ASAP and would love to come and talk to your presenters we talk to your attendees um, we'll even talk to uh, your featured vendors all that kind of good stuff to get the word out so thank you so much for listening to edutech guys without further ado i am going to bring in and i'm not even sure where they are right now but we're going to bring in <laughs> ginger and katie welcome to the program <laughs> hi and howdy <laughs> Ah, oh, I, the reason I said that is because I thought, for some reason, I thought you were in Indiana. So, I don't know why I thought that. Yeah. 
That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, that is very, very cool. Well, I knew I had seen something about Indiana, so I was jumping the gun. So there you go. <laughs> ah. yes, yes, exactly, exactly. Got a big racetrack, you know, big fan base. <laughs> yes. Awesome, awesome. <laughs> they, they would have to have a smarter host first. So <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. Um, yeah. No. Yes. Um, I, I will tell you, I will tell you, I'll tell you what's up with Podstock. Um, the, the, the problem I have with Podstock is the timing. Unfortunately, Podstock always lands directly on one of my kids' birthdays. And so it's not easy to get the, uh, the powers that be, uh, on board with necessarily having the, yes, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. That's <laughs> hey, and if we're lucky, you know, we might get a tornado or two that happens to cruise through, so. Oh, wow. Okay. No, I see. I see exactly. I see exactly where that went. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Okay. No, but seriously, I, I um, in fact, uh, Jeff had planned to come to the last pod stock and I kept, he ended up doing a, um, uh, he, he does, um, he plays an upright bass for orchestra and he ended up getting booked for a gig the same weekend as Podstock. But he had planned to come out there. So I'm hoping I'm hoping that uh, if not this year then next year, um, whether we're podcasting from there or not, you know. It's been way too long since I've been out there. It's been way too long. <laughs> oh my gosh Hey, let me drop this <laughs> Let me drop this major guilt bomb on you and then run away. Oh, by the way, I'm not going to be there. I don't care. This... <laughs> this is... That, that's where I'm, I'm going to come to see Katie. That's, you know... Uh... <laughs> Remind me again, why why are you our most prominent featured guest that we have? I, I'm trying to figure that out now. It's the, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it works out really it works out really, really well that, you know, at the drop of a hat we can pretty much say, Hey, are you available? And you're like, Yeah, sure. <laughs> no, no, you work a lot, so no, it just it just so happens this coincides with usually right after work. So <laughs> Well that well and and truthfully that is part of the reason why we love having you on because we never know where things are going to go and I have no idea if, if our listeners enjoy it or not, but I do, and I'm the boss. So, there you go. <laughs> that's, that's what I'm saying. There you go. That's right. <laughs> I don't know. It, it, 
this oh I forgot to I forgot that I was gonna record the actual video. Man, I, I missed that look. That was that would have been great. That would have been yeah, the the look you guys gave each other was priceless. That was great. That was the that was that was that was that was that inside knowing. That's what that was. That was <laughs> but uh Oh no 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 I, we're all good. We will eventually get to where we're going. It's all good. It's all good. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Interview starts at twenty after. <laughs> no, it's it, it is all good. Um, but I guess since uh, that's where we're going, um, I, one of the things that uh, I don't know, it just kind of popped out at me the other night when uh, surfing through Twitter and, and sort of skimming the surface across. Uh, oh, I can only hear David. What? <laughs> Sorry, I just got I just got a message from our 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 I don't know what he is our our engineer for lack of a better word, um, and he says he can't hear you guys. I don't see how that's possible because I guess so. That's really weird. So yeah, you you go right ahead because evidently I'm the only one who can hear it anyway. So. <laughs> installed into their home and it's one of those you pick up and the earpiece is separate from the mouthpiece and and she uh she's talking about her mom and she's like mom you don't have to yell into it and then she turns to somebody else and says you know mother thinks that she uh she doesn't trust in technology she thinks she can cover the distance in just sheer lung power and talk about how loud her mom yells when she's talking on the phone ah, can you hear <laughs> If we, we just talk that. louder, you can hear us there. Like, well, as it as it so happens, I, I was able to troubleshoot right through that. So there you go. That worked out great. So for those of you that missed the first half of the show, uh, sorry, uh, we're just going to pick up and move on. <laughs> just some dumb jokes and some podstock banter so there hey, we are there you go it, it's all good uh it's it was operator error and the fact that jeff usually handles this side of things the the technical side of things i'm just the eye candy for radio really that's what i am so. <laughs> <laughs> that's why i love your show because you're real and uh i i'm 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 i gotta say that i'm probably right there with you man <laughs> she got a face for radio there you go That's, i i have long said that i have a face for radio but I, I have to admit one of our um faithful listeners her name is mark shout out to uh mark he's the one who actually came up with the they in fact his his quote was something like sometimes they just sit there they're the eye candy or they're like eye candy for the radio it was so we stole it. We're, we are. That's our. That's going to be our new tagline. That's. It's <laughs> awesome. All right. Okay. So, getting back on track, at least putting some wheels on one of the rails. Anyway, um, the other day, uh, as I said, you, I was kind of skimming through Twitter and and uh, not only listening to Dave, but I was uh, watching uh, an Ed chat that you were taking part in and it was it was talking about um pbl and and kind of what it is what it is and, and some general discussions but one of the things that really really caught my attention uh was something that that you had mentioned about uh the the projects themselves and how 
the students should be the ones coming up with the projects slash products slash whatever other p word you need to you know stick for the pbl um as opposed to the teacher saying here's this project we have and here's the project slash product i want you to come up with now you you solve x for three and give me you know regurgitate the information am i am i close <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you're, you're definitely in the ballpark. This is why I like to bring Katie along with me because Katie and I play a he said, uh, she, she, she said, she said. It would be a he said. We play Mutt and Jeff with each other here. Is that, 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 that I look at this from primarily fifth grade all the way up into 12th grade point of view. And she'll say, Ginger, that's not realistic. And I'm like, totally is. And then she'll say, not for kinders through four. And I, oh, yeah, there's a whole group of kids there. <laughs> and so I think, uh, who knew? <laughs> who knew? That's right. And, and that's why I think the two of us working together, uh, you know, I, I have to think. It's not that I don't have the kinder through fourth uh, on the tip of my tongue right away. Uh, and so I think that's why it's nice to have together the two of us. So I'm hoping that we might have uh, posing or at least separate viewpoints on this. The, the idea of students being able uh, and being the ones who come up with the with the challenges, the questions, because that's what PBL is, is um, they've got a question or a challenge that is so tasty that they are compelled, absolutely compelled to want to solve that. And if we've done a good job, then we make sure that that is happening uh, as teachers, we'll make sure that's happening for kids. And yes, best case scenario, kids are coming up with tasty things that they're wanting to investigate. But, <laughs> and Holly's got a big butt. Um, but, uh, don't David. sing it, David. Way back in my college days, we always used to uh, we always used to say a thing with "There's a big butt hanging in the air." That's right. I like to say there's a big butt in my back pocket. I carry a big butt with me in my back pocket. And uh, the thing is, is that um, I think that teachers um, and kids, uh, particularly as they get older, are not used to working and thinking in this fashion. Uh, they've had years of how to practice waiting for the teacher to tell them what to, when to, how to. And older teachers are used to that. And, and I need to make sure they hit my content really hard because it's really important that they pass the ACT, whatever. Um, and so as I'm moving teachers in this direction, and as teachers are moving into the direction of PBL, I don't care what the gurus say. Gurus look at my stuff and go, oh, it's not real PBL. I don't care. I say, um, go ahead and live up there on your perfect mountain where perfection happens and all the kids are perfect and like will go down or whatever. Um, I live in the real world where I need to get teachers to see themselves in this. And so uh, I don't shirk at first from having teachers create the problems and the challenges for the kids because then they start to know how to manage this. They, the teachers say, I can still get my content touched and the kids uh, are starting to realize, oh, I've got more choice and voice in the process. And, and we, can be, we can begin to start to scaffold away from that. Um, uh, but yes, ideally, ideally what we're moving toward is where the teachers are not coming up with the problems at all. How are we doing? Are we in the same realm? Yeah, Katie? we're definitely in the same realm. I think that, um, you know, it's possible at K4 for the kids to still have a little bit more sense of wonder and curiosity in the world if, um, if they haven't already been schooled out of it. And it, it happens earlier and earlier, it seems now. But um, I think that the, the real the real approach that I, that I try to get teachers to go forward to do is um, introduce some little piece of phenomena, show them a picture, show them, read something, um, give a real quick experience into something, and then say, now what are you wondering? What, are you, what did you notice? What's missing? What, where could this go from here? And so helping them continue on that curiosity path. Um, so they are learning how to develop those questions um, on their own. But then at the same time, the teacher does have a little bit of a handle on it because they, they structured the beginning experience to begin with. So they know the direction they're going to end up taking, they know the end goal in a way. Um, it's just the journey to get there is what the students are helping design along the way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So yes, we agree and disagree with you both. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, and, and it's funny because when people ask me questions regarding PBL, whether it's project problem, passion-based learning, whatever you want to call it, a rose is a rose. It's learning by doing, not learning and then doing. It's learning by doing. Um, that, uh, I forgot what I was going to say. It was something really smart too, though. <laughs> we just talking about what time is it? Uh, yeah, uh, that, um, okay, it's gone. Does it mean that I'm old or that I've just... We've had we've had a very um, design based afternoon. We're together. Yeah. Been nice to um, our brains are. I don't know. I I, don't, I, I got nothing. Thank you. you, you Why <laughs> bring her along? It's, it's, uh, it's good to see you guys are on the same page. That's that's the important thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've lost it. Apparently, <laughs> when I get asked, um, people ask me about. Uh, PBL, uh, the, the, they ask me all sorts of questions about, is it this way or is it that way? Almost every answer that I give them is yes and no. It depends, sure. you know, uh, sure. what's your scenario? What's your situation? What's your intent? What's your, how are you going to follow up with? So that's uh, what's magical about PBLs. There's so many ways to do it right. And that's what's frustrating for so many teachers who are new to it because there's gotta be a right way. And, and, there's, and I don't wanna be wrong, so give me better parameters. And so I don't shirk from saying, no, create some really, create some things for them to start. Yeah. yeah. By the way, did you hear Katie say a little piece, show the kids a little piece of phenomena? Yes. That's, that's tasty. Thanks. I usually say, <laughs> I have a steel I ripped down and circled it, if I can remember it. Uh, I, I usually say something, show them something tasty that they, and, and, and I, that sounds so much more professional. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but you can't yeah. steal that. That's her stick. You can't steal it. Oh, I can steal it. I steal uh, it and point it right back to her. I steal her stuff all the time. And I'm like, my friend Ginger says. There you go. Well, that's true. And and I have to admit, we do the same thing. We, we'll we say, Ginger says this, or Kevin says this, or yeah, so we do that too. Um, I, I, what is that? The, I can't remember. Was it like basically piracy is the greatest form of flattery or something? I can't remember the exact words. <laughs> <Sure. laughs> I just, I just like to stand on the shoulders of giants. There you go. Yes. There you go. Absolutely. <laughs> See, there you go. <laughs> oh my gosh, that is great. So, um, kind of a follow up sort of uh, to that, or an extension of that. So, one of the things you talked about that you both mentioned were, you know, teachers still have standards they have to teach. They still have certain things that they've got to hit while they're in the midst of, of figuring out PBL with their students. Um, are there any, and, and I'm, I'm really putting you on the spot, I know, but um, are, are there any kind of, um, I don't know, I don't want to necessarily say, you know, hints or tips or tricks, but um, hints or tips or tricks um, that, that kind of help teachers get those students to, to kind of hit those places that, uh, that are required by their state standards, their district standards, those kinds of things? So um, the coolest thing happened while you were talking is that um, you, you paused on us. So is <laughs> I don't have the question. Awesome. If you can bring that back to us, it would be great. And it All was right. on our end because it's not stable. Okay. Well, uh, that's okay. I, I I noticed it. It paused, but I just kept talking anyway. Um, <laughs> you never know. You just never know. Um, okay. No, so the question is, um, are there um, hints, tips, tricks, whatever, uh, you know, you want to call them for the teachers who still have standards to meet they still have to meet their standards they're they're in the midst they're in the throes of their pbl and the students aren't necessarily hitting those but they know that the teachers know they could or or maybe they don't know they need to how do i Absolutely. Absolutely. So uh, one of the first things that uh, I recommend to anyone who's starting to move toward PBL uh, is, uh, first of all, how much time do you have? Uh, that's the first thing I look at is because uh, we've got to watch that clock of the calendar or we end up doing ha having done one project the whole year because right. <laughs> learning never ends. And what, what, what do we call it? Uh, PBL is uh, the biggest time vampire out there. And uh, 
So start with the with the time, and then we look at our standards, and we start planning how can what's a, what's an, what's a tasty, what's an interesting phenomena that I can put together that a scenario, a, a challenge, a something that they can do uh, that will be interesting to them. Uh, that's that's actually something that the standard would be used in the real world somewhere, and, um, and, and or how can I get them to trip across it? Uh, so that's the that's the big questions I ask myself as I'm building PBLs. But then as they're working, because what I've done again as the teacher is said, here's the challenge, here's the question, let's go. Um, I did a whole lot more than that, but in general, right. <laughs> is uh, to, to, to walk around. As the kids are doing the work, ask them the things you need them to know, every single kid, and say, so, as we're doing, well, how can we tell that? Fill in the blank with your standard there. Well, how do you know for sure? How do we, you know, and then if they can't answer it, say, oh my gosh, I think that's kind of important, isn't it? Let's, let's pull back off this until we can get that. Wait, nobody in here knows that? Oh, hold tight, hold tight here, y'all. Nobody knows this? Okay, but is this important for our end result? Okay, now again, if I'm a smart teacher, a good teacher, they will have said yes. Uh, and if not, if they say, no, we don't need this, I have an option right there. Mm -hmm. <laughs> no, we don't need this. And I know they do. I now have two choices. I can say, no, you do. And you're gonna do it like this. Ta-da, now I'm back in charge. Right. Uh, right. Them. Or I can say, oh, okay. And then quickly get back, pull back myself, regroup and create another hurdle that they've got to, or somehow put something in place where, yeah, it does matter or find some way to help them. If I'm working with a, an outside expert, I'll whisper in their ear and say, make sure that this is a piece of, you know, uh, so, so you can shoot. And, and by the way, sometimes it's absolutely legitimate to say, "Oh, my children, no, it is important that your skills are here." Uh, and I'm sorry that you didn't think so, but it is. Sure. Again, remember, we're talking about those who are getting new to PBL, and um, the, give the kids as much choice and voice as you possibly can, realizing that you're still responsible for the learning with them. Right. Uh, and as the next project and the next project, as kids get more experience, as you get more experience in designing and building them, those situations will occur less. Yeah. I think. Same for youngers? I think so. I, I tended to ask a lot of questions, walk around and ask a lot of questions. And if I see a little mm -hmm. hole, I might say, you know, so I'm wondering about this. Can you explain it to me a little bit? Sure. And then if they can't, I might say something, you know, something I know about, does that sound like something you might want to research further? Because sometimes at the lower, they don't know what they don't know. Right. Um, so kind of putting it, it, I do take a little bit of control back at that point, but I still put it back in their hands and the, so what, what should we do now? Like I know a thing about, something I know about the water cycle, I don't know, <laughs> I was just doing water cycle earlier today, is that this little piece here and I'll, I'll, I'll feed them just a little tiny blip and idea. then they'll be like oh and they, oh, so do you need to know more about that how could we figure how could we find out more information sure. from here yeah. um sometimes at the beginning though too going back to that um you know I think you do a KWH KWH chart type thing at the beginning yeah. what do I know what do I um, want to know how am I going to find going back to that and keep at making that a living document too mm -hmm. yeah. so that we're always going back to that and adding more information on there and I can kind of see then um, are we marking things off of the want to know list because we've moved it over um, are we adding more things to the what do I need to know now chart mm -hmm. as we get deeper mm -hmm. yeah I, I think I think one of the things that um at least some of the conversations that I've had uh, in terms of as folks are incorporating more PBL and, and folks are looking at um, things like quote unquote flipped classrooms and, and, and those types of things where the the sage on the stage is now becoming more of a, a, a guide and a facilitator. Um, one of the things, at least my opinion and so you guys can shoot this down or blow holes in it or whatever or agree if it happens to agree but I, I think it's it's very important that in the scheme of education there are still those 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 
pieces of the overall learning process where you still have to have someone who teaches the knowledge that that student needs in order to make that connection and move forward. And sometimes that teacher, and I'm using air quotes, so all you radio people know I'm using air quotes, that quote unquote teacher may be a resource that is electronic, digital, available online. However, um, it, that particular resource may well be the teacher standing in the room, the educator who is charged with the learning, uh, the educating of those students. And, and, I, and I think sometimes folks get so wrapped up in the, I'm just going to turn the kids loose and they're going to do these projects and they're going to, I'm, I'm going to do flipped learning so I'll make videos and they can watch them at home and do the work in the class and blah, blah, blah. And essentially, I don't know, frankly, forget that they're supposed to teach as they're helping their students learn. I don't know. That's just, that's my take on, I don't know. That's just my take on it. So I will, I will turn it loose and shut up. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> um, speaking at, from a, from a K4 standpoint, there is, there is an absolute need it is it is 100 necessary that the teacher remains in that role when we're discussing teaching reading um you are not going to learn how to read through pbl <laughs> just you're not um that requires direct systematic explicit instruction uh, the the entire time um and and math is well to some level. There's some discovery learning we can do in math, but um, it still requires a pretty heavy hand of the teacher to, to help guide and, and get kids to the point where they're um, thinking efficiently and effectively in math and not creating um, kind of some false misconceptions. Again, K4. 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 Um, and, and, you know, here we, we, have, we have a colleague who does um, cognitively guided instruction for math. And that, I, I like that. I mean, that is, that is a lot of student-created strategies, that kind of thing. But it still um, brings it back to a teacher-focused area where we're discussing and explaining and evaluating strategies together. Um, so it's, I wouldn't consider it to be PBL in the same sense of we're just going to say, solve the problem. Um, <clears throat> <laughs> That's how PBL teachers talk. And they do it too. <laughs> Flowers on their head. <laughs> their own Snapchat filter. Um, <laughs> but um, you have you have to have that time. And I think that there is still time um, in your in your day where um, even when you are doing a PBL, that you pull aside and you say, kind of like Ginger was saying, uh, do we all need to know this? Okay, well, I, I do. I do have, I happen to be a great resource for this piece of information. Sure. And we're going to do it. We're going to teach it like this. Um, I suggest that the other day to a group that was doing a PBL that was really literacy focused and it had a lot to do with character traits. And she had great resources for the way that she had taught character traits in the past. So a great launcher project get the kids started to work, and when they realize they need the information about character traits, pull them aside and do that direct instruction that they need for that. You know they need it. Right. Um, sometimes you really are the best source. Sometimes it is going online and finding other open source you know, res resources online that you can use, but you're there. <laughs> you're you're right. educated as a teacher. Uh, don't forget to use your skills and, and knowledge as, as a, good, um, a good place for kids to get information. You're just not the only place. I didn't steal your line. No, not at all. <laughs> not at all. As a matter of fact, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to slightly disagree and push a little bit okay. uh, just because that's my place in society. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. Um, you, you'd mentioned uh, flipped classrooms several times. And I just want us to be clear, at least in my own point of view, um, which is worth exactly how much you paid for it, um, is... Uh, Flipped classrooms and flipped learning is not PBL. I don't want us to get no, no, that. No, no, mixed no, no, up. no, no, no. Yeah, no, and 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 I and I apologize if I made it sound like I was equating them. I was talking about different learning teaching methods. So, 
you and I know each other and I knew that you and I were on the same page, yeah, but I didn't no. want anybody out in the audience to be unclear. Sure. Um, I think that learning can lead to a PBL uh, comfort um, if you decide to go that route, but you can still stand there in a flipped classroom and still be very much in charge of every single thing, telling kids what to and to how to. So when you're asking about um, the discrete uh, content that the kids are needing to learn, mm-hmm. um, that there may be some some pieces that they, they may or may not know. Now, I come at this, uh, I've taught all content areas, uh, but I will say that I'm most comfortable with that within a, a history of social science background. Uh, and, and there are times where I could have them discover you know, or read uh, really scholarly journals, articles about what happened here, or I can tell them in 10 minutes in a really interesting way uh, what happened and we can move forward. I think, I think that we want to err on the side of, especially fifth through 12th grade, having them try to find the information themselves. Now, as a teacher, I've pre-researched everything. I don't give it to the kids. I looked out there to see what is available, what misconceptions might happen because of what is available and what's hidden more. And when when I can't find something that I think they'll be looking for, then I need to know I just need to give that to them. There's no reason to hit my head up against the wall. Uh, I pre-research everything. So when a kid goes, I can't find anything, I'll be like, oh, really? (laughs) I have a it's not there you lazy bum okay <laughs> but i would never say that to a kid but i'm like oh let's take a look show me what you've been doing you know um but there's that balance that a that, a, that an educator needs to have is i can have them do all this on their own but the amount of time that we have because that's a reality um i need to balance that what, what do the kids need this child does this child need more support from me than that child i don't will not treat every kid the same there's a guy i straight stole a, 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 a i'm gonna go on a slight walk for a moment alan november i'm listening to one of his podcasts oh god 100 years ago i think it was probably back in like 2000 eight maybe i'm listening to a podcast of his and i'm driving in western kansas and uh, he uses a term called optimal ambiguity and i was like Ka-ting! oh my gosh because i had been using a phrase and it's describing what we had been doing i'm talking to parents and i'm like this vague haziness and they're looking at me again like the flowy skirt and uh, i go you know there's a snapchat here like i'm crazy I hear the term optimal ambiguity, and I said, well, again, that sounds way more professional. I'm straight stealing that and using it. And I always pointed to Alan as I used it. And then I got an opportunity. We were both at the same conference. He was noting I was one of the featured speakers, and we were talking over lunch. And I told him about this amazing phrase and how it had changed my life. And he looked at me, as Alan November sometimes want to do, um, <clears throat> like I was absolutely crazy. And, um, and he kind of was like, I don't know remember having said, I don't think I've ever heard that phrase before in my life. And he says, it's yours. Take it, use it. (laughs) Okay. So I'm using it as mine. It's not Alan November's. It's my phrase, optimal ambiguity, uh, that that I want to create that environment. And so some kids need more support and less support and I need to know when to step in. But again, default back to where could we find that? Because reality is and this is, again, where I will agree, disagree with some of the gurus. Gurus say, well, PBL has to, be, has to be authentic. It has to be real world. It has to be where kids are solving things in the real world. And that's awesome if you can. But it's hard to get real world in my World War I class. Uh, and so then what real world skills can I have them practice? Practicing. And, and the number one right now is information literacy, information fluency. Can I find what I need to find that is accurate and confirmed in at least one other space uh, that's, that's radically different so I know that this is indeed true? Uh, that's, to me, one of the real-life skills, even if my PBL smells a lot more like school, that I will never apologize for. Yeah, no, absolutely. Cool. Yeah. That wasn't a threat, I'm just saying. <laughs> Well, I think we just invite a lot of really great teachers from bellying up to the PBL table because we set all these daggum rules about not having rules. Are you kidding me? Let's let's let them get in here and find a space that's their own and then show them that there's other tables too. Uh, But don't even come to this table unless you can be perfect. 
Right. All right. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Well, you better be perfect too. Yeah. Sorry. A little touchy on the a subject. Rant. A little touchy. Yeah. <laughs> I, I believe we've hit her sore spot. <laughs> oh, that's one. That's one of many, many, many. Well, you know, and again, that's why we like to have you on the show. <laughs> Ten years in the practice of PBL, you know, but before that, I'd been five years in the practice of helping teachers figure out how to differentiate their instruction in a classroom. Um, and, and having run a full school, started from scratch with PBL, um, and, and I got two whole days of training from the Buck Institute. Woohoo! And, <laughs> and then years of really figuring it out by my nearly dadgum self. Yeah. Um, you know, working with other teachers who are trying to figure it out too, taught me some things about what really is real. Now I get the opportunity to go to different classrooms, different schools all over the U.S. and beyond, and, and to see what their realities are. So when I say, and I'm talking about teachers in the real classroom, I'm not talking about me. I'm talking about what I've seen and, and worked with hundreds of teachers who really are doing great PBL from the day that we first talked to having had years of experience. I think there's also a lot of misconception about what PBL, um, how often you need to do PBL in order to be a PBL teacher. 100%. I, I, 100% of your time. That, that, <laughs> no. <laughs> she doesn't say that out loud either normally. But when you're starting off, you can't, you're not going to no. be 100% of the time. You're going to no do... Way. I mean, you, you normally suggest people to do a couple of projects a year, do a few really great projects, and then you start to expand that over time. That's right. So when I look back on my career, because I didn't consider myself to be some PBL teacher, I, I used it. It was a strategy I used the way I thought of it. But then as I started looking back, I'm like, well, I probably did a project every six weeks or so, mm -hmm. short term. Man, I think I really did a lot more. And that's something I've realized as I've been here. Um, in doing the work that I'm doing with PBL is like, you know, I, I think I need to give myself a little bit more credit. Yeah. And when I go out to other schools and talk to teachers, they need to give themselves a little bit more credit too. There are people out there doing great things. They're just not quite realizing the magnitude of what they're doing yet. And they have some things to shore up and, and make better. Yeah. Um, and they need somebody to, to help along the way. Cause I was kind of on my own too. shut my door and, um, and try this, but there's, there's kind of some misconceptions that, a PBL teacher is somebody who's running it seven hours a day in their classroom. And I don't think that's true. Well, and that's, I, I totally agree. Totally agree. Um, you're 1%. Um, we, okay. Just gonna you're, not, die. you're not going to close it. Gonna Sorry. She's got her computer open. <laughs> Squirrel. Uh, and, and that's, I think a, a large part of, of my plan. And now that Katie's come on board here at ESDAC, uh, our work that we share is helping teachers recognize what they're doing uh, and then creating the, the, the tips, those tricks, those, those thoughts. And, and we do that on uh, Facebook Live um, connections through our Life Practice PBL Facebook page. And, and that's what my whole book, The Lessons for Life Practice Learning, is. is it's for teachers who, who want to do better. And, and this is not a book that you read front cover to cover and you sit down and read it like it's some sort of novel. Because it's not. It's a... Uh, it's kind of a textbook, you know, it's not as, as heady as a textbook, but it's really, um, are you having trouble with launching a project? Are you having trouble with uh, grouping kids? Are you having trouble with them? Get in and read that section and, and, and help yourself there because you're probably, you're probably on the right track. And if you've never done any PBL, then just read the first section and digest it for a little bit, yeah. you know, and then look at the second and then get to the last one and then come back to the middle and then go to the last one again. It is definitely, it's definitely a resource for folks to use depending on what they need, when they need it. They can go to the book, flip to that section, get a quick nugget on, okay, I see where I'm supposed to be, or at least maybe this sparks an idea, a, a train of thought, and okay, I have an idea now, I need, I know I'm going down the right track, or oh, well, I wasn't quite headed down the right direction, I, I see what she's saying here, I can go there, it's I, I, it really is. It's it's a it's a wonderful resource, and, and you're right. You know, it's not a cover to cover page turner type thing. It's 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 a resource. I'm gonna go ahead and just take that as a compliment. <laughs> it it is, good. and I meant that. Sorry, I didn't. <laughs> no, it's okay. Well, and that's what it was intended to be too. You know, 
um, that, and by the way, it's not, you know, I know that teachers will say, well, am I going the right direction or not? Maybe. Depends. What are you looking for? What are right. you, and the stuff that I've written in here, maybe it doesn't fit yours. And that doesn't mean you're wrong. It doesn't mean you're right either. You know, it's just different. And so now, again, it, that's so many ways to do it. And, and they're, again, gurus of the world have all their rules of what it should be and shouldn't be. I just want to boil it down to the nugget of <clears throat> when is the learning occurring? Is it with a question and a challenge? And in order to answer that question, you've got to learn by doing. I mean, how many times in our adult life that we've wanted to do something, whether it was to cook a different sort of meal or to learn to do a whatever, but our, well, we couldn't do that. That lack of knowledge got in the way of us being able to do that thing we wanted to do. Right. And so we had that compelling challenge, that question. And so we learned to be able to do that. That's PBL, y'all. It's where we're given a, where we're given a, a question or given a, a, a something to read or a resource or an activity or whatever, and then you build something that shows me what you learned. That's just doing projects. That's not PBL. And if we just keep in the back of our head, when is the learning occurring and you're focusing it on learning by doing, then you're probably doing the right thing. I, I try to talk. I, I... I liken that to looking at like the Bloom's taxonomy triangle that we all have tattooed on our left thigh when you <laughs> graduate and educate. Wow, yeah. okay. So, <laughs> <laughs> it's like a rite of passage when you graduate. I didn't go to school. that party. <laughs> you didn't go to that school? It was painful when they revised it. <laughs> right? I mean, so many people think of that as like as stair steps you have to take into something. And so yeah. I, I ask people to think, when's the last time you learned something new? Where did you step in? And when they look at that, that little triangle, they say, oh, I stepped in at like analyze. Yeah. Really? I was, uh, oh, I have this issue and I need to, to do something to solve it. So then they went to evaluate then they went to create and then they went down to knowledge. And I mean, it's, it's not moving it around. Right. And I think we get kind of stuck in that thinking that we're taking stair steps to that top of create. And that's where the project lies at the end. Right. Whereas really it should kind of just be a, a continuum and we bounce back and forth on it. Um, as we're learning something, right? Exactly. exactly. That's that's one of the things, and, and we're getting a little off, and, and time is away from us. But um, I, that's one of the things that, that I like to talk about, folks, about who who just absolutely love or loathe the SAMR model, S A M R. Um, right. It, it's the same thing. These are not steps, although that's you know that's how a lot of people interpret it. Is these are the steps. Right that you're supposed to take and you, and you, and you have to get the kids to go from step one to step two. So no, we live within that whole, you know, pillar there depends on what you're doing when and at any time I could, I could be way up at the top on one thing. And at the same time, I'm at the bottom while I'm trying to figure out that particular piece as I build up toward, you know, the higher levels. But yeah, you're right. It's not stair steps. It's this kind of free flowing, I, I don't know. We need a term for that. I don't know what that is. I don't know. I don't know what this is. You, you, you on the, you guys listening can't see what I'm doing. I'm just moving my arms up and down this free flowing, you know, whatever flower wearing thing. You're definitely a visual thinker. Cause when you talk, you talk. Can't you see this on the radio? This is why I'm eye candy for the radio. <laughs> oh, all right. So with that, I'm going to thank you guys so much for uh, coming on. And uh, I definitely thank uh, Katie for uh, joining Ginger and, 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 uh, she makes me look good. Look smart. See, Jeff, Jeff usually does that for me. He's not here. So you guys were stuck with me. So there it is. But uh, anyhow. Thank you guys so much. Um, folks want to uh, reach to you guys on Twitter. Tell them how to do it. Uh, I'm at Ginger Lumen, L-E-W-M-A-N, like Newman only with an L. And I'm at Perez has class because, you know, I do. Perez with a Z. <laughs> nice. Perez has class. Nice. Awesome. <laughs> well, thank you guys so much for coming on. And we will definitely have you on again, of course. Um, we love having you on. So. Uh, thank you it's always super very, fun. very much for such a, a last minute uh, jump in and um, covering PBL only the way you guys can cover it. It's awesome. I appreciate it. Yay. Awesome. Thank you very much.
All right, uh, you're listening to Edutech Guys Radio. Right now, we've got music from Stuart Harding, Boys and Their Toys, here on Edutech Guys. You've been listening to Edutech Guys Radio, radio.edutechguys.com. The opinions expressed on this site and this program to those of participants are not intended to and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of any specific educational entity, sponsor, company, state, or government agency. There are lots of solutions out there for giving students what they need when they need it. But do they actually do all those things? You need flexible time. When added into your master schedule, flex time enables students to get extra help or intervention, meet with teachers, 
make up work, get physical exercise, and try new enrichment offerings. If you're thinking of giving it a try, check out My Flex Learning, which unlocks the benefits of flex time without the common challenges. Its intuitive design and SIS integration makes implementation and training a breeze. Make your flex time work for you. Visit myflexlearning.com forward slash BE to learn more and receive $500 off your first year. That's myflexlearning.com forward slash BE. Do you want to save time on prep work? Increase achievement for all student populations? Reliably meet tier one standards? You, you can, can do, do it, it all, all. But don't waste another minute. Head straight to IXL.com slash BE to learn how IXL's research-proven teaching and learning platform can help you achieve all these goals. That's IXL.com forward slash BE.